May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. On Friday, many of us gathered here and told stories and remembered the life of a dear friend, Clay Thompson. It was in a ritual that helped frame our sorrow and remind us of the holy hope of our life in Christ. For we once again proclaimed that death can no longer hold us hostage. As we shared our stories, Clay, as husband, father, grandfather, colleague, and friend, I had such a profound sense of his presence in our midst. We rarely talk about this phenomenon, but today, as we move through this Easter season, where we continue to meet Jesus in a new way, it does not seem surprising at all, especially here. You may feel the presence of those that you have loved and who have gone before you. We hold their hearts in this space. We remember them, and they are present to us. It is part of the whole rich and wonderful history, our story. In this remarkable two-verse poem, Exaltet, the entire story from creation to resurrection is offered. This is the light surrounding the smallness of the engendering explosion flashing in the lingering raindrop of the unfolding olive leaf carried swift through the clearing sky, glancing from the stone knife trembling over the heart of the bound and plighted child, pulling and driving the fretting dancing slaves through the desert and the sea. This is the light beckoning from the doorway of the stable, in the rock spilling red and warm and glistening from the cup he holds between trembling hands, dazzling and glittering around the tomb's heavy seal in the deepest night of earth, burning passageways in the dark. One path for every soul. Our story one path for every, for every soul. We must linger in this season of mystery, this Eastertide, in order to understand that this is for all of us. One path for every soul. This work of loving through sacrificial action is our call to be human. And today, we are gathered to understand the consequences that this act of love on the world through us, this is happening through us. Today we find ourselves back in that upper room on that last night. This final discourse is preparing the disciples, not just the twelve, 
for John only references the twelve twice. This is a likely scene where many of the followers were gathered. It was not just that da Vinci nice table set for twelve plus one. The women were probably there, children, some who had been healed, forgiven, followers, followers who knew something was afoot. Authorities had been aroused, the cries of Hosanna, the apparent insurrection in a volatile environment, and then decorum overthrown as the master, as Jesus does the servant's work of washing feet. Shifting grounds, shifting focus from bread and wine, common elements, to his body and blood. In Hebrew and Aramaic, these words, body and blood, refer to the substance of the whole person, their substance of their entire humanity and the meaning of their life. Jesus speaks of the offering of his entire being. After the meal and the foot washing, Jesus begins to talk. This is the last time, and there is a sense of profound urgency in his message and his final prayer for his friends. He needs them to hear him, to believe him, to trust in him. John devotes three chapters to this final discourse. But a few words are repeated over and over. Love one another. This profound circle of love of the Father for the Son and the Son for the followers, and round again. Love one another as I have loved you. The great commandment to love, repeated over and over, deepening the call to be present, to abide, to dwell in the shelter of each other. Jesus offers these words of comfort, preparing them for what is to come. The whole night is one of confusion and speaks of an end, a leaving that left them reeling and confused. But if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and the Father will send another advocate, the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. You will see me, and because I live— you also will live. Today's images of the vine and the branches draw together the words of this final discourse into an unforgettable image. No matter how confusing his words might have been, this image is indelible. For we are no longer talking about a belief system or an insurrection or a club of like-minded people, Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. In this image, he reflected how we are deeply connected. There is no mere proximity. 
It seems we often confuse proximity and presence. He speaks of how deeply we are connected, that we are in fact grafted together, united in one common purpose, in one DNA. This image is not the image of a sect. It is the image of our true humanity. Jesus is the rootstock. He will go to the ground for all humanity. He is the prototype. He is the human being. He is the image that God intended. And he is the one path for every soul. And so it happened. The night unfolded. And here we are in this season of sightings where we are telling the stories of his presence, the appearances, the evocative experiences, the encounters, the knowing, and the wonder. A portal has opened that can never again be shut, and we are invited to step through it. We enter into the light and dive deep into the water. We meet in the bread and the wine, and everywhere we encounter the risen Christ, the whole person of Jesus who still beckons us. Look around you. To whom are you really present? To what will you give your life? What does it mean to be present to another? Not simply proximal, but present. To speak of the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist in our lives, we must understand what it means. It is not a fractured, broken body and spilled blood that is present. It is not simply about mere location and proximity. It is about a degree of attention and trust that is required. It is about bringing the whole of our humanity into the presence of Jesus, the whole human being, the Christ. Without him, the root, we wither. We wither on the vine. Through him we are nourished, and then we too are able to love without condition. We too are able to produce the fruit that can nourish the world. One theologian offered this. In is the superlative degree of with, thus to be in Christ is to enter into a deeply soulful place of encounter, and that is our call. To be in Christ, to be so fully present to one another through him that we begin to see with new eyes. We see through the eyes of Jesus. A reminder of this relationship is found at this table, and as we enter into Eucharist, Thanksgiving, we experience this union with God, communion with one another for the sake of the world. It is this peace that seems to fall away so quickly. 
For John is warning the young assembly of the followers of Jesus that we are often tempted to set ourselves apart, to cut off others, abandoning this great call to be rooted to Jesus, yet cut off from the world. Jesus burned passageways in the dark, creating one path for every soul. We, the body of Christ, the branches of the vine of sacrificial love, are here for the sake of the world, and our call is to love, to love, to love. As we come to this table, look around you. Are you present in this assembly, or are we just proximal? In your thoughts and meditations of this week, I encourage you to think about someone you deeply love. Close your eyes and see that one before you. What does it feel like to enter into their presence? To say to them, you are always in my heart. Time and fleshly distance cannot destroy this love. Even those who have gone before, their presence is with us. We are witnessing authentic love. We are present to one another when we give over our love to another and abide in a relationship of mutual trust. That is what Jesus did on that last night as he offered himself to the world. On our own, we cannot prevail, but bound together, grafted to him, we can learn to love in this challenging world. Now, come. Come to the table with this same care. Bring your whole self And as we remember the offering of Jesus, we will meet together in a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And then, then we will be sent out, ready to bring this good news into the world. And we proclaim, Alleluia, Alleluia. Amen.